for something to wrap her in, and they handed me a fresh, starched tablecloth. I wiped down the body, cleaned out the mouth and nose as best as I could, and bundled her up, umbilicus and all. I held her up so someone could take her from me, then I hoisted myself up and out. The man who had flagged me down offered me a wet towel. I wiped down my hands and face. I asked him his name. Martino de la Cruz. Good job, Senor de la Cruz, I smiled at him. Buen trabajo. The man's eyes were wet. Moments later, the bundle was passed back to me. I felt grubby holding her, but obviously since I was the only woman in the crowd, I was supposed to know about these kinds of things. Actually, I did know a thing or two about infants, having a half-sister 18 years my junior. Her mother, Rena, my stepmother, had become very ill after childbirth, and guess who stepped up to the plate when my father was in a near state of collapse? Who could have blamed him? Rena almost died. The positive side was the sisterly bonding, at least on my part. Hannah Rosie Decker was my only blood sibling, and they didn't come any cuter or better than she. I adored her. Matter of fact, I liked my father's family very much. Rena's sons were great kids, and I loved them and respected them as much as anyone could love and respect step-relatives. Rena took wonderful care of my father, a feat worth noting because Dad was not the easiest person to get along with. I knew this from first-hand experience. Did anyone call 911, I asked. Yo hable. De La Cruz handed me another clean rag to wipe my dirty face. Thank you, senor. I had put a clean napkin over my shoulder and was rocking the baby against my chest. If you can, get some warm sugar water and dunk a clean napkin into it, then bring it to me. The man was off in a flash. The baby's cries had quieted to soft sobs. I suddenly noticed that my own cheeks were warm and wet, thrilled that this incident had resolved positively. De La Cruz was back with a sugar water-soaked napkin. I took it and put the tip of a corner into her mouth. Immediately, she sucked greedily. In the distance, I heard a wail of sirens. We've got to get you to the hospital, little one. You're one heck of a strong pup, aren't you? I smelled as overripe as rotten fruit. I placed the infant back into De La Cruz's arms. Por favor, give her to the ambulance, people. I need to wash my hands. He took the bundle and began to walk with her. It was one of those Kodak moments, this macho man cooing in Spanish to this tiny, displaced infant. This job had its heartbreak, but it also had its rewards. After rotating my shoulders to release the tension, I went through the back door of the tango and asked one of the dishwashers where I could clean up. I heard a gasp and turned around. A man wearing a toque was shooing me away with dismissive hands. This is a food establishment! You cannot come in here like that. My stare was fierce and piercing. Someone dumped a baby in the trash outside. I just rescued her by opening up 15 bags of garbage. I need to wash my hands. Mr. Toke was confused. Here? A baby? Yes, sir. Here. A baby. I spotted a cloud of suds that had filled up a sink. Wordlessly, I walked over and plunged my hands inside very warm water. What the heck? All the china went into the dishwasher anyway, right? After ridding my hands of the grime, I ran the cold water full blast and washed my face. One of the kitchen workers was nice enough to offer me a clean towel. 
I dried myself off and looked up. The ambulance had arrived, red strobic lights pulsing through the windows. I pointed to Mr. Toke and gave him my steely-eyed look. Like heartburn, I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The EMTs had already cut the cord and were cleaning her up. I regarded the medics as they did their job. A sturdy black woman was holding the baby in her arms while a thin white kid with a consumptive complexion was carefully wiping down the infant's face. Both were gloved. How's she doing? I asked. The woman answered. Her name was Y. Krumak. Fine so far. A success story. Where are you taking her? Mid-City Pediatric Hospital. Krumak opened the back door, strapping the baby in an infant seat. The wailing had returned. I assumed that to be a positive sign. Any idea how many hours she's been alive? I asked the techs. The other EMT, Hanover, according to his name tag, answered. Her body temperature hasn't dropped that much. Of course, she was insulated in all that garbage. I'd say a fairly recent dump. So, what are we talking about, I asked. Two hours? Four hours? Maybe, maybe, Krumak said. Six hours, max. I checked my watch. It was 10.30. So maybe she was dumped around 4 or 5 in the afternoon? Sounds about right, Krumak said. Before the tango had opened, before the trash bin had been filled, Krumak turned to her partner. Let's go. I called out, Mid-City Pediatric? Hanover reconfirmed it, slid behind the wheel, and shut the door, moving on out with sirens blaring and lights blazing. My arms felt incredibly empty. Although I rarely thought about my biological clock, I was only 28, I was suddenly pricked by maternal pain.